Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. We've got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 164 of Rams Up. We're going to get through some Rams news. Not a lot of it, actually, but there are a few things to share with you. And then we're going to get to our review of the Tankathon mock draft. I think they did a pretty good job, actually. And we'll wrap things up with a look at the Rams running back room. Last week, we looked at quarterbacks. This week, running backs. Next week, wide receivers. Get through each group by the time we're done here. The Rams have finally hired a special teams coach, Chase Blackburn. They will keep assistant special teams coach Jeremy Springer. I guess the Rams really like him, want to bring him along and keep him on staff. They really love his contribution to the special teams unit. Blackburn played linebacker for the Giants and Panthers, and you might remember this. He had an interception in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl. Giants versus Patriots intercepted Tom Brady. That was a one-on-one matchup with none other than Rob Gronkowski. He had six tackles in that Super Bowl win, Giants 21, Patriots 17. So he is our new special teams coach with Jeremy Springer as his assistant. And this caught my attention. The Titans cut Robert Woods. I've always loved this guy. Plays with such tenacity. 
brings a lot to the table as a receiver, adds to the running game as well. Great blocker. His last two and a half seasons with the Rams, he played in 40 games before getting hurt, had 90 and 90 and then 45 catches, added up to 2,626 yards over those last 40 games. That's an average of 66 yards per game. He added another 270 yards in the rushing game, 12 receiving TDs, 4 rushing TDs. This guy is a real weapon, getting up there in years, but he can still play, I think. He had a big drop-off in Tennessee, though. He was supposed to be A.J. Brown's wingman, but then they went and traded him. Woods averaged just 31 yards per game for the Titans, played in all 17 games. Could he return to the Rams? Probably not likely, but he was tweeting, where should I go? And Cooper Cup responded with those wide-open eyes. So maybe there's a reunion with Woods in the future. Can't rule it out. I have no idea what the likelihood of that happening is at this point. Remember, we got Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson. Is there room for a guy like Robert Woods? We shall see what happens. And I have completed my science experiment. My six mock drafts picking edge, tight end, and cornerback in every possible order with a fourth pick the defensive line, and I'm going to share my assessment of those six mock drafts, which one I like the most. I think I have the answer. I'm going to share that either next episode or maybe I'll drop a YouTube video on the subject. And also a new thing I started by the time you hear this, hopefully the first one's out. I am doing a countdown of the top 50 Rams of all time, a YouTube short, just 17 seconds, each one of them. Not every day, but pretty close to it. We will have number one, the Rams' greatest player of all time, dropped a few days before the draft. That's just a fun thing I decided to do, and I'll probably get a lot of pushback on some of my selections, but hey, that's what makes this fun. And by the way, if you missed our Monday drop, go back and check it out. I think it was a really good discussion with Eric Moher of the South End Zone podcast going over a bunch of draft prospects. Good stuff. Hey, I haven't done my fearsome four questions in a while, but I got some for you today. Fearsome question number one, who will be the first pick in the draft? And this gets a little tricky. The Chicago Bears have that first pick, but they also have Justin Fields in pocket. Do they stay there and pick one of these top quarterbacks and try to trade fields? Or do they just draft a defensive player? There's some good ones at the top of the draft. Or do they trade out? And yes, the answer is they trade out. And the Indianapolis Colts move up to the number one spot and draft Bryce Young. So that number one pick will be the Colts selecting Bryce Young. And what's really crazy about this is the Houston Texans would have had that first pick all to themselves. But they decided to go for two and beat the Colts in Week 18, had that amazing comeback, lost the number one spot in the draft because of that, and now their divisional rival, the same team they beat, the Indianapolis Colts, ends up drafting a generational talent, they say, Bryce Young, the quarterback. Question number two. Which player was it the most difficult to keep off of the top 50? That's the 50 players I'm unveiling 
a day at a time, more or less. And I don't want to give away too much here. There were a bunch of cornerbacks I considered. Pat Thomas, Aeneas Williams. Wasn't with the Rams long enough, in my opinion. Rod Perry, Dre Bly. But I'm going to have to say the hardest guy to keep off was Harold Jackson. Now, he had some big years with the Eagles, but with the Rams, he was second-team All-Pro, a three-time Pro Bowler with the Rams, but he was probably the most difficult choice. There were so many cornerbacks to consider. They kind of all fell into one group. The problem with Jackson is there are just so many great receivers in Rams history. Jackson just didn't cut it. But I do have a lot of respect for what he did with the Rams and during his NFL career. Here's some question number three. Why are fourth place team schedules sometimes more difficult than the first place team schedule? Now, this is something that's been bugging me for a while. I hear people talk about this all the time, and it happened with the Rams back in the dark days, the Jeff Fisher days. The Rams were in last place, yet they had the most difficult schedule. What's going on? They're supposed to have the last place schedule, the easier schedule. Well, they kind of do, but what people forget is the last place team still has to play the first place team in their division twice and vice versa. Taking into account all the other games, the last place team does typically indeed have the easier schedule. But when you factor in that a last place team that's, let's say, 3-14 and 14, is playing a first place team that is, let's say, 14-3, and three, and remember, playing them twice, that's a big swing in strength of schedule. And that often results in the last place team on paper having the more difficult schedule. Here's some question number four. Who does Jalen Ramsey play for in 2023? It's going to be the Rams, folks. Just ignore all this talk. Don't see the Rams cutting Jalen Ramsey trade i suppose it's possible but i still fully expect jalen ramsey to be in a rams uniform in 2023 now let's take a look at another mock draft i wanted to review this is on the tankathon website didn't see the author post it but whoever it was he did a pretty good job in his draft he had two tight ends go in the first round michael mayer and dalton kincaid no darnell washington and no luke musgrave Osiris Torrance. This is the interior offensive lineman that Eric and I talked about. He went 20th overall. He's the guy that Eric said if he dropped to number 36, the Rams should run their pick up there, pounce all over Torrance. And originally I saw him going pretty often in the second round, but people were starting to fall in love with him a little bit. But hey, it's a long time till the draft. A lot of things can happen. He could end up being a second rounder. Now, we know that a few edge rushers have no chance of getting to the Rams. That would include Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Lucas Van Ness. But Keon White was taken with the last pick in the first round in this tankathon draft, so he's soaring up the boards. Then at the top of the second, a bunch of guys the Rams got to be eyeballing come off the board, including cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes, this is a guy that Eric Moher talked about. Ram fans would probably fall in love with him. B.J. Ojulari, the edge rusher out of LSU. He would be my pick right now if 
the edge rushers that I think are going to be available at 36 are truly available in this draft. He didn't make it that far. Nolan Smith also came off the board, as did Isaiah Foskey. So these last three, Ojolari, Smith, and Foskey, all edge rushers. And with the 36th pick, Tankathon has the Rams going. Cornerback Clark Phillips III out of Utah, 5'10", 183. Didn't know much about this guy, but turns out I actually like him a lot. According to Lance Erline, he's a playmaker and very cerebral. Lance loves this guy and thinks he'll develop into a solid starter. So I have no problem with that pick. After that, Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State, went 47th. The other tight end, Darnell Washington, the big guy that can catch and block, can he block, best blocking tight end in the draft, and he will very soon be one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. He went 54th overall. And Devin Achain, the speedster running back, Eric and I talked a little bit about him. He went 59th. And we finally get to the Rams pick, 69 overall in the third round. And the Rams get their edge rusher, Felix Enaduke Uzama. This is the guy that Eric and I talked a little bit about as well. And the thing about him, uh, they call him an edge out of Kansas State, but they played a 3-4 for the most part. So we never got to see him play as a pure edge rusher, more of a defensive end in the 3-4. So it's hard to assess, hard for us to assess what type of edge rusher he will be, but he'll definitely be a good defensive lineman, defensive end slash edge of some type. He would be a good addition to the Rams defensive line for sure, especially if Gaines and or Robinson walk in free agency. So it sounds like the Tankathon guys have been thinking along with me, cornerback and edge being two areas of need. If that were the case, I would hope the next pick would be a tight end potentially. But that's the Tankathon draft. Did a good job. No issues with these selections. Although I was surprised how far some players slipped, especially Darnell Washington. But hey, goodest guess is mine at this point with the draft still two months away. We'll be back in a second, and we're going to take a close look at the Rams' running back room and how it stacks up, what moves they need to make, what moves they might make to improve that group. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app now and sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. This is another in our weekly series, taking a look at each of the Rams position groups. Last week, we talked Rams quarterbacks. This week, we're talking running backs. Let's go through what they have 
on the roster at the moment. Cam Akers, obviously the number one guy. $2 million cap hit. He'll be an unrestricted free agent this time next year. If they were to decide to trade him after June 1st, they'd have a dead cap hit of 512000 this year, zero next year. So if the Rams are secretly dissatisfied or disenchanted with Cam Akers, which could be possible, they could move on from him without too much pain. But what do they have behind him? Kyron Williams, a $947,000 cap hit. Don't know what we have with Williams yet. I was really disappointed we didn't see more of him down the stretch. And then there's Ronnie the Millionaire Rivers. Ronnie Rivers, $870,000 cap hit. He's an exclusive rights free agent next year. And why did I call him the millionaire? Well, he won that poker hand in Vegas that netted him over half a million dollars. So Ronnie a little richer than he was at the end of the season. Now this running back room, in my opinion, is a little thin at the moment. Malcolm Brown's a free agent. Don't see him coming back. So where does that leave him? Going to roll with Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, and Ronnie Rivers. Cam Akers, a free agent next year, and some weird stuff went on with him last year. He still fumbles a little bit more than any of us like, and kind of a streaky running back. And on top of that, this is a draft rich in running backs. There are a lot of really good ones, and there are some that will be available to the Rams in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, even seventh round. The Rams are going to draft a running back. There's no doubt in my mind. The question is how early, and a lot of that depends on what happens with some other positions in free agency. Could a possible signing or two release the pressure at cornerback and edge specifically, where they have a little more flexibility and maybe draft a running back early? If you want to go big back, there's plenty of them. Rashawn Johnson out of Texas, 6'2", 222. He will go probably in the fourth round would be my guess. Rams currently don't have a fourth-round pick, but they could find their way into that round if they really wanted to. He had the highest broken tackle rate in the country over the last two seasons, 85 broken tackles. Another bigger back, Kendra Miller out of TCU, more of an all-purpose guy. He will probably go in the third round. Don't think the Rams would spend a third-round pick on a running back unless it's someone they really like. He could be a primary back in the NFL, very tenacious, very rarely goes down on first contact. If you're looking for a replacement for Cam Akers, if he does move on or goes the free agent route next year, there's Tank Bigsby out of Auburn, 6 feet, 213. He'll go in the second or third round as well, though. They compare him to LaShawn McCoy as far as his lateral burst. Played behind a weak offensive line, which is the same thing Cam Akers had to deal with at Florida State. Bigsby's the type of guy that could be a bell cow running back. Sean Tucker out of Syracuse, 5'10", 210. This is a north-south runner. You're not going to arm tackle this guy. Not sure if that's a style of runner the Rams would be leaning towards, though. Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, 5'11", 200. Again, a little small to take the full load at running back. But similar in size to Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook, so it could work. And he's also one of the better pass receivers 
in this draft at the running back position. So that's something John McVay would certainly like. Then there's Zach Charbonnet, the UCLA running back 6'1", 220. The thing about Charbonnet is he's a jack of all trades, but master of none. It does everything pretty well, but I don't think he's really incredible at anything. He'll probably be gone by the end of the second round, though. A guy to keep an eye on, Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane. This is a guy that tore up USC. He'll probably last a little bit longer. And then there's a real small back, Deuce Vaughn, out of Kansas State. I think with the experience the Rams have had with Tutu Atwell, I doubt Vaughn will be on their radar. And then there's Muhammad Ibrahim, the running back out of Minnesota, 5'10", 203. The one guy I really like in this draft is Devin A-Chain out of Texas A&M. A little on the small size, 5'9", 185, unmatched speed at the running back position. This guy has been timed at 10.14 in the 100 meter. you got to account for this guy in every play. He's a guy that could also return punts and kicks. And I'm not sure how long he's going to last. I've seen him drop into the third round, but then Mel Kuyper has him as his number two running back. So I think if he's there in the second or third round, Sean McVay is going to be tempted to spend a pick on running back. I'm not sure if that's a smart move, but if I woke up in the morning and Devin A-Chain was wearing a Rams uniform, I think I'd be pretty happy. I also wanted to mention two guys Eric Moher brought up during our discussion this past episode, Eric Gray out of Oklahoma, 5'9", 206, slated as a fifth rounder. And this is a guy that's scheme versatile, three down running back. Every review I read about this guy mentions his stellar vision. May not have the ideal speed, but it's hard to ignore the production. This past season, 213 rushes for 1,366 yards and 11 TDs. That's 6.4 yards per carry. And another guy Eric mentioned, Dwayne McBride out of UAB, 5'11", 215, ran for 120 or more yards in 10 of his 11 games this past season. This is a guy that's going to go a little bit earlier than Gray in all likelihood, but I have a feeling whoever grabs this guy is going to end up looking back and saying, man, we got really good value when we drafted Dwayne McBride. He's going to go later than he deserves to go. There are some free agent guys the Rams could look at, but I doubt they go this route. Jamal Williams from the Lions, he'll probably be asking north of $4 million, as will Rashad Penny of the Seahawks. When Penny is healthy, he is a beast. He just is not available as much as you need at the running back position. And then, of course, yeah, it'd be great to add Josh Jacobs, but he's just going to be too pricey for the Rams. So what do I think the Rams are going to do? They are going to draft a running back. You know what? They could even draft two. They're really kind of thin at that position, and the way running backs get dinged up, Cam Akers will be the number one guy. Kyron Williams, the number two, possibly eventually the number three guy, and the Rams draft a running back in the mid-rounds possibly as early as the third or fourth round. I really think that's going to happen. But there are so many good running backs in this draft. They're going to get a guy that can really help this roster, even if they wait until the fifth round. 
that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan. And Crimson Fly by Hamama. Hama.